Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host and a marriage celebrant in Melbourne. If you're interested in booking me as your celebrant, please give the podcast a review and just email me a screenshot to get a 10% listener discount off the package of your choice. For those of you that are new to my audience, thank you for joining me. Each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Olivia from One Fine Day, which consists of a well-researched blog, a hand-picked directory of suppliers, and refreshingly alternative wedding fairs. The collective world is designed to be an outlet for creative couples to gain inspiration from and book vendors in the planning of their big day. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for joining us on the Effortless Weddings podcast. How are you going today? Yeah, good. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Now, you are from One Fine Day, which is a fairly broad business that we're going to talk about. So if it's okay with you, I might just start with giving you the floor and letting us know who are One Fine Day and what do you do? Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm the content manager for One Fine Day. Um, I think the really cool thing about the business as a whole um, is it's celebrating life's major milestones. So first, generally, not always, but comes the wedding um, and uh, then comes the babies. So One Fine Day was born um, and we created what is now one of the most successful wedding fairs in the country, if not the most successful um, and well-known. Uh, and then off the back of that success, One Fine Baby uh, was born. And we also do uh, events for parents and parents-to-be um, as well as the shop. But One Fine Day is really where it all started. Uh, and those events every year are, you know, sold out like in Sydney and Melbourne they're incredible um our website um I'm the content manager so I focus a lot on the website um I write a lot of the articles that really assist brides with planning and grooms not not to forget the grooms but (laughs) brides and grooms with planning their wedding um so it's a lot of sort of um you know showing off new bridal collections bridal trends Um, a lot of uh, work and updating our directory. So that's where all our vendors that we work with sit. So it's kind of a cool tool for people getting married to be able to research venues, stylists, florists in their area, musicians, anything they need really to make the day. Um, And I do the social media. So kind of (laughs) anything digital and online, that's me. Awesome. And that kind of means that you seem to have a really good grasp on the wedding industry and yeah, those current trends and things like that, that you were talking about. So we would definitely get into those areas and on a little bit of a deeper level. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the event as well now. So full disclosure to everyone listening, I am one of the vendors exhibiting at the Melbourne event, which is how it's, it's something I've wanted to do for a few years um, is to get into the One Fine Day event because I know how successful they've been and I know that it's such a great selection of vendors. It's not just anyone who wants to exhibit. Like, would you say that's fair, Olivia, that you guys are pretty on to making sure that they're all almost handpicked? Absolutely. That's the, that's the thing I think that sets us apart from any of the sort of bigger, more general 
um, events and expos is all our vendors are quite literally handpicked by us. Um, we don't work with anyone, you know, that we don't feel can provide um, a good service or, um, you know, a quality product to our, to our brides and grooms. So um, everyone has, you know, jumped through a couple of hoops and has, you know, met a particular standard that we set. Um, so, you know, you're getting quality and people who, um, you know, have been in the industry for a while, have good reviews and everyone's sort of vetted. Um, and you can just expect that you're going to find something a little bit different every time you come as well. Like not the vendors that everybody uses. It's kind of, um, I guess our events are a bit more, uh, they lend themselves more to those sort of bespoke weddings, people who want something a little bit different, a little bit outside the square, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So it's not always the same wedding that you've ever been to, you know, everyone's been to that type of wedding with that type of ceremony and that type of food and that type of venue. And yeah, I, I would say that one fine day definitely has that kind of branding happening where let's make things a bit more unique and a bit more personalized and a reflection of yeah. the couple, which is why I'm so happy yeah. to be exhibiting this year. And it's why I'm so keen to have you on the podcast because that's kind yeah. of the whole point of the podcast is helping couples yeah. plan the wedding that's true to them. And that's not necessarily what totally everyone's told you it should be (laughs) exactly I mean look we we sort of don't no cookie cutter weddings Mm. (laughs) is sort of how we how we do things um but also look we know that wedding like everyone knows who's gotten married that wedding planning is stressful as it's kind of it can start sort of fun with all your mood boarding and dreaming up what you want but when push comes to shove and you're paying deposits and um you know forward planning your dress and and the venue and getting the rsvps it's stressful and i think the great thing about the event more so than anything else is it just takes a little bit of that um just that sort of agonizing stress out of it and you come you walk into the event and all five senses are set alight you know you're tasting food you're hearing musicians you're seeing the dresses it just sort of brings um, everything to life and takes away a little bit of that anxiety that I know mm. people feel when they're planning weddings. Um, that's what's for me. That's what's the coolest. Yeah. And would it be fair to say that even the the venues that you select to host the events, you, a lot of thought goes into that, the layout of the event, the placement of the vendors, like a lot of thought goes into all of that logistical planning. Would that be right? Totally, totally right. We have, you know, we have only a select number of spots um, for vendors. We don't squeeze people in. We don't want to, you know, um, overload people with too many options. Um, it's certainly quality over quantity. And and you're so right with the venues. Um, and not many people, not many people pick that up. But um, <laughs> a lot of the venues we choose, like the one we did, <laughs> the one we did in um, Barangaroo uh, last year, was like all open industrial sort of ish underground space but with that light peeking through sort of over the runway where the the brides were you know the bridal looks I should say were being shown off um just it creates this sense of cool it's not a you know it's not a um a hall in a (laughs) I don't know in a like big pavilion somewhere it's it's a cool edgy space and it just matches with the tone that we know a lot of our brides and grooms are going for so um yeah you're well done on picking that up (laughs) (laughs) why thank you (laughs) I told you I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> What's some of the feedback that you've had from vendors, I guess, was something I wanted to look at as well, because this can still be good feedback for our listening couples to understand that vendors really want to be a part of this event and there's a reason why. So do you have any sort of insights for us there? Yeah, totally. Yeah, vendors um, have always, I mean, look, they sign up for the next year. Some of them even go interstate if they have that capability uh, to service both areas of Sydney and Melbourne. But um, yeah, they are always really proud of the work that they've achieved as a result of those connections made at the events. So we, we're lucky that with social media, we get such sort of, um, I guess, instant gratification once um, those connections are made. And then, you know, uh, one of our florists might get a, you know, a bride that she meets and then they start their journey together to plan that wedding. Um, and then we see these incredible installations and bouquets and things that are created. And that's all because that vendor met this bride at our event um, and magic happened. Um, mm. We get told by a lot of vendors uh, that they are so surprised at the amount of brides and, and grooms who um, on the one hand have like a set vision for what they want and then on the other hand are just open to working with the creative and, mm. and, and creating something different. Um, there's a real mixed bag. So that's that's cool. I mean, just the fact that they sign on again, again and again. Yeah. <laughs> is just yep. testament to how yeah. successful those are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I won't go into too much detail either because it wouldn't be that interesting for, for couples listening, but even just the process of signing up and like there's an online portal even for vendors to use to, to do everything and to access all the paperwork that we need. And it's just a really seamless, well-thought-out experience. And I just feel that that lends itself to the entire One Fine Day brand. And I think that's what's yeah. important is that everything feels seamless and well thought out with everything taken into account. And that would be exactly what our listening couples would be interested in as well is like, how can we make totally. this easier? Yeah. Well, it's not it's not just stressful for people getting married, right? Like it's it can be stressful for vendors who are juggling mm. different clients. And we just want to take away that stress. We want to lay out, you know, amazing options in front of people um and then that's when you as a, as the vendors that's when your creativity can really start to amp up and, and you can work give you know give your best work to these couples so uh, you know a seamless experience and effortless experience for everyone involved is key <laughs> effortless well done for throwing that one yes. in there olivia <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, perfect. I didn't have to do it for once. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> so I guess we should also talk about the kind of feedback you have had from couples that have attended the event. You know, what kind of a vibe do you get from everybody when they've been there? I assume that everyone's had a great time, but from um, from the yeah. actual words you've heard, tell us all about it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, look, we get we get some brides who plan, you know, quite far. And I should say brides and grooms. Of course, we, I mean, we know brides make the majority of the decisions, but brides and grooms attend the fair. So, um, you know, sometimes they're planning so far in advance that they visit one or two mm. fairs. Um, and then often we're finding that uh, through word of mouth, you know, if you visited a one fine day wedding fair before and then your girlfriend gets engaged, they've they've come back as a bridesmaid to take them yeah. to take the friend who's getting married through um and also the the vip experience where you can have champagne watch you know the private 
uh, runway, that has really seen an increase over the past couple of years. I think through that word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. That that brides have had and grooms have had such a good experience um, at the event, um, really sort of wetting their appetite when it comes to what's what's available to them in terms of vendors because sometimes I think a lot of couples think well I'll, I'll go to a venue and I'll just use the people that they recommend and they don't mm-hmm. realize that actually there's a whole big world out there of wedding vendors who they haven't considered you know that can bring something truly unique to their day so I think mm-hmm. um, that sort of feedback between friends equates to great feedback to us because couples you know really do find something that they can't find anywhere else. Mm. I mean, again, I'm still coming from the the vendor perspective, but as a celebrant, there's over 9,000 of us in Australia. It's really hard for us to get exposure and to meet couples. If you're not on a preferred supplier list with a venue, for example, if you haven't built up really, really strong relationships with other vendors, which most of us have, but still, you know, every photographer might have five or six celebrants that they recommend and every celebrant might have four or five photographers that we recommend, for example, um, and there's still over 9,000 left out there. And um, I just think that this kind of event is such a great way for for couples to meet people face-to-face, interact with them and be able to suss out whether or not they're the right vendor for them all in one place. Like, <laughs> and, and look, and I didn't tell you this, but there's about to be one more because I'm also starting oh. to be a celebrant. Yeah. I've just got a little bit to go until I until I finish. Um, but I'll I'll be joining you there. Trying to welcome. <laughs> We're all Thank about you. community over competition because there's so many of, of us. So join Absolutely. the fray. <laughs> Absolutely, but you know it is. It's it's like I I understand all of that because yeah. I think my my genuine interest in weddings obviously obviously I'm interested in weddings I'm starting to become a celebrant but um, <laughs> it was just for me it was about finding a way apart from writing about them which came about mm. sort of um, suddenly for me was also yeah just finding a way that I could fit in because I'm so obsessed and you know I love wedding trends and and how it all works and being part of the day. And once my wedding day was over, I was like, okay, well, what's next? How do I stay in the mix? <laughs> I love it. I love all this. Um, but, but I totally understand about, you know, exposure. And I think that's what One Fine Day really brings to vendors who um, who don't know how to tap into their market. You know, we bring mm. the market to them and, and vice versa to the market. We bring the, the suppliers. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, union. These events. Yeah. And I think for couples, they're such great events because all of the vendors are so carefully selected and curated by the One Fine Day people behind the scenes that if One Fine Day feels like your your jam, if that feels like your jam as someone who's planning their wedding, you can almost guarantee that most of the vendors there are going to feel pretty good for you as well. So that's what totally. I think this event really lends itself to. Yeah. We want, we want couples to look, to walk in, have a glass of champagne, try some food. And look, if you can tick off three or four of your big vendors in one day, I mean, that like the headaches that's going to prevent win. you. I can't tell yeah. you. <laughs> it's a win. <laughs> Such a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a very exciting event and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, have you? We've got to talk about the directory as well. So the directory is not only vendors that are um, exhibiting at the event. Is that right? Like the the directory can be people who are also not going to be at the event. 
Totally. There are some people who don't have the capacity to always exhibit. Um, so we, and look, we want this directory to genuinely be something that people use when it comes to planning their big day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, there are also, you know, we've, with the year we've had with COVID, there've been a couple of interstate uh, people who are unable to attend Mm -hmm. the fairs um so we have done our best this year to really cater to them i run a q a on the one fine day wedding fairs instagram account every monday and basically mondays i'm working as a wedding planner so yeah every question that comes in i answer like guaranteed i answer every question and i get questions like looking for an intimate wedding venue in brisbane for 40 people like <laughs> Like that, that sort of um, exact. And I go on and I go into the directory uh, and I, you know, I either can I point people there or I do my own research if it's something mm -hmm. that isn't in the directory. <laughs> but yeah. I make sure that, that question is answered. I work as the actual, like, like a wedding planner for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a question that you need answered. Um, so we try to really look after our couples. Um, anything that can't be answered in the directory I answer in a Q&A, but to be honest, yeah. we're finding that couples can do a lot of their planning through that directory. Mm -hmm. It's just so chock-a-block with, again, quality curated vendors, um, anything mm -hmm. from hire a bridesmaid to uh, wedding shoes to um, even, you know what I found the other day on there that I didn't realize was there is you can get boxes of food and like fruit um, through a company, I can't remember the name of the company, but it's in the directory where yeah. they bring you they bring you goodies the day when you and your um, bridal party are getting married. Like there's a yeah. company for that. Yeah, you know? I've actually featured one on the podcast. I've actually featured a lady who has a business like that. I'm not sure if it's the same one who's on your directory, so I won't mention it just in yeah. case. But yeah, there's a couple out there that do that and it's the best service ever, right? Like I got married oh. seven years ago and that service did not exist seven years ago. Right. Yeah. And there's even one I spoke to and they will even leave like midnight snacks at your accommodation for oh. the couple. So like Isn't if you're staying, awesome? yeah, if you're staying in a hotel or if you're staying at the venue or whatever it is, they, they're like midnight snack fairies and they'll just leave this beautiful that. box of food for you to come back to oh. after your wedding. I just think that's so great. Like I love, I, and this is what this is what the directory is full of is like these out of the box mm. ideas. One of yeah. my favorites, we just, um, uh, that we just featured in Vendor of the Week was um, VBub, and they are basically like a um, like a Volkswagen car that goes around with like Prosecco taps. Yeah. In them, so you can just get like Italian beer and Prosecco on tap, but you're like just things that are so cool. Yeah. That you wouldn't necessarily know about. So there's all the, it's just so worth putting aside an hour mm. or two and just having a dig around to see in your area. Hey, mm -hmm. what's actually available to me? Um, yeah. Because I tell you, if I had, I mean, I got married in Fiji, but if I was getting married in Sydney, I would have just spent my life on this thing. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, creating the most incredible bespoke food truck, yeah. shoes off, amazing experience for my guests. But yeah. Hey. Yeah. And once again, I think that the directory is laid out in a way that makes the experience really effortless <laughs> totally. for no, couples planning their wedding. Yeah. I think it's really nicely laid out. It's easy to navigate. I think it's great. That's it's just, it's good be, being able to search by state and then going into the category. I find that really yeah. simple. And, yeah. then, and then it's just up to you to make contact. Um, I found that it's brides who brunch. 
Yes, so I did I feature Fiona from oh, Brides Who Brunch on the oh, podcast, good. yes, and she is she lovely. Yeah. yeah, she even um, curates like a, a, a Spotify playlist that's played as well while you're getting ready for your wedding. So she comes and oh, she brings all this cool. amazing food and she brings these playlists that kind of build. So they start off super chill, oh. keeping you nice and calm, and then it gets a little bit happier and boppier once you've had a couple of champers or whatever. And then and it like, gets into like party mode when you're ready to go yeah. to get married. So yeah, married. <laughs> she really thinks about making it a whole experience while you're getting ready. It's super cool. Oh, I love that. That's so in line yeah. with our ethos too about, you know, yeah. like a, a whole like well-rounded experience. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. See, I'm learning too every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of being in the wedding industry and that's especially right. at this point in time, yeah, like after COVID and all the pivoting that's yeah. happened within our industry, like so many other little businesses have popped up in the wedding industry. So many vendors have really changed their offering or added new packages and things like that. So it's constantly yeah. changing but for the that's best, true. like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, on top of that, we're always changing anyway because trends are always changing. So <laughs> right. They are, they certainly are. Yeah, so being the person who runs the blog on the One Fine Day website as well, you are in a yeah. very great position to tell us all about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to tell us what are the kind of hours that you put into researching the articles that you're writing and the topics that you come up with? Like, tell us about all this work you go into, Olivia. <laughs> well, well, look, I mean, the best way to sort of put it into context is I'm only, sp I'm only supposed to work 25 hours a week, but through my own accord it's more like full-time because yeah. I, I just love I just I get down rabbit holes right mm. of like researching the new gowns from Anna Campbell or you know um the new like hairstyles that have come out from overseas or you know just any anything to do with weddings I'm sort of hooked so um yeah. when it comes to trends I mean based on the articles based on the questions I'm being asked it's I can certainly I mean how long have you got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, where most of your inspiration is coming from though is coming from people planning their wedding asking you questions and you go okay we need to research that more this is a trend or we need to look definitely. into this yeah I, I, we're, so, we're so influenced by what people are asking us because that's what's happening like I can yeah. tell you you did straight away giving you, people what they want <laughs> totally I mean I can I can show you dresses coming from the runways overseas like we do that we do that through mm -hmm. the bridal market we do that um through articles on our website that's fine um and we do that constantly we're constantly mm -hmm. updating um even our you know best wedding dresses for big boobs which is one of our most popular articles we're constantly updating that with new season looks so you know we won't feature anything from two seasons ago we'll mm -hmm. update it with the best pick from the current season so we're, mm -hmm. we're like everything you're reading is current we make sure of that um but yeah with trends I think you know COVID has COVID has changed the game a bit with weddings I've noticed people are one of the major questions I get asked is how do I cut down my list in a tactful mm. way how mm. do I tell people that they're no longer invited um that's a huge, that's a huge question I get every week. Um, and, you know, the obvious, the answer I always give is honesty is the best policy. Policy People will get it. You just have to be honest and say that that's yeah. the time we're living in. And unfortunately we were having a COVID wedding and that's, that's how it is. Um, yeah. A few other trends, if you want to go into trends now. Sure. Yeah. Trends? Okay. 
Um, Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, shorter wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a bit of a Jasmine Stefanovic. I think she was one of the first sort of like people of note to get her pins out in the past year or two. But um, yeah. those shots, you know, with the legs up to here. <laughs> yeah, I think they've done wondrous thing. A lot of brides are looking either for an outfit change halfway through mm. uh, to something a bit shorter or, um, or just going short from the get-go. I've yeah. noticed that definitely. Do you think that comes from, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just while I was thinking about it, do you think that comes from the, like one of the things that COVID seems to have done is really made everyone stop and take stock of what really, really matters to them. And I think that's really, obviously that's impacted the wedding industry, obviously, because on the one hand, there's always been a lot of influence from family members and all the other weddings that you've ever seen in pop culture and stuff, that this is how a wedding is done. So then COVID hits and it's like, oh, we can't do that. Oh, maybe we didn't want to anyway. And so I think as a result of that, it's coming back to what's the most meaningful thing to you. And for a lot of people, I think comfort is a really big thing and not everybody wants to wear a big gown. So, yeah. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. I think people who are, who are experiencing planning a wedding during COVID feel a little bit hard done by, rightfully so. Mm. Um, and, they, and they think, you know, a lot of the time we're planning weddings, we're doing it a little bit for our parents and for the mm. people around us. Um, and I think a lot of these COVID, COVID couples, um, Corona brides, <laughs> they've, yes. been, uh, they've been labelled lovingly. Um, they tend to think, you know what, let's do it for us. Like yeah. this is not for anyone else, more so now than ever. This is about us and yeah. what we want as a couple. Um, and so I think that's great. I think all weddings should be like that. Um, yeah. And it's about just stripping it way back to, you know, maybe we're not going to have a 200-person guest list, even if we can. Maybe let's just have 50 mm. and Maybe I'll wear a short dress and maybe we'll have food trucks and maybe it'll, you know, it won't be sit down. It'll, it'll just be fun. It'll just be a mm. party. I think a lot of that's a very much the vibe. It's about, you're right, that comfort. It's about having a night to remember and putting their money. I'm finding budget is mm. a huge, a huge question I'm getting asked is, um, you know, where should we put our money? And I always respond with, sit down with your partner and talk about the three things that mean the most to you. If it's yeah. like great food, great music and an incredible view, that's where your money goes. Everything mm-hmm. else you can scale right back. Mm. So it's just about really having those chats, just the two of you, yeah. <laughs> not bringing everyone else into it or thinking about everyone else and just and really just working out where your money should go because you can yeah. make it incredible if you have that mm. vision. Yeah. And if one of the most important things to you is having a 200 person wedding, because you want all of your people there. And that's, if that's what you're going for, if you still want something not cookie cutter and not necessarily traditional, like still unique to you, but if you want something more along the lines of, of what you were initially being led to believe was the way to go with the wedding, then that's totally fine. But then you may just need to delay it or, you know, yeah, I just think a lot of people are really, really thinking about do we want this? If it's a yes, when do we do it? If it's a no, how do we want to do it? You know, just those conversations are so much more common now, which is so good. It's so true. And I, and I know a couple, you know, who were supposed to get married in Italy last year, obviously they Mm. can't do that. And they have a lot of family in the UK 
and they've booked this wedding in Sydney and I just can tell they're not excited about it because a lot no. of their people won't be here. Um, and it's such a shame. And I've said to them, and I, I think they've taken this advice on, don't do it. If yeah. it's not what you want, don't do it. Delay mm. it a year or two and do it when it feels right to you. And yeah. I think that advice, you know, can carry through to anyone is don't rush. Do mm. do what works for you when it works for you. And then that's, yeah. I think, with anything in life, right? Like, yeah, because you'll just regret it. Yeah. And there's a lot of options, you know, like if you don't want to wait to be legally married, all it takes to get legally married is a celebrant and two witnesses and you can be done in five minutes. So if you don't want to wait for that part, go for your life, get legally married, elope. And have the party later. Have the party later. Yeah. But if you want to wait to be legally married at the party, that's cool too. Put it off. Like I think, yeah, the point is that there are all these options and that people yeah. are having more of those conversations about what means most to them, which is good. And it's just funny that one of the things that's come out of that as a result is, oh, I'd feel more comfortable in a shorter dress. I just yeah. think that's great. <laughs> I, know. I know. I think there's always been this vision of what a bride should look like and that vision is mm. changing. Mm. Um, you know, a bride should look like you, yeah. the best version of you. Yeah. So I think, I think people are getting that a bit more now and, and yeah. having a bit more fun with that. A jumpsuit still having a moment because I am loving yes. the jumpsuit trend. Love it. Oh my gosh. Jumpsuits are totally having a moment. I think I just <laughs> I just updated an article with a couple of new uh, a new season jumpsuits um, and they had like incredible lace um, in them as well. So they were still totally feminine, but then had this mm. sort of like masculine edge, which I love, you know, on the, the mm. tapered pants. Um, yeah, such a moment. I mean, I, awesome. I wish I was brave enough. I'm not, but for those brides who are just edgy and rocket, I mean, a jumpsuit, what an idea. I yeah, love I think it looks comfort. amazing. And talk about comfort. Oh, so comfortable. Oh. Dance all night in one of those things. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh, so good. Oh, I got us off track a little bit then. Sorry, Olivia. But yeah, any <laughs> other um, current or emerging trends of note that you wanted to mention? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of, um, I think, People have become a lot savvier uh, mm. in everything they do. Uh, there's a lot of mention um, on the site due to people asking us, you know, what is it, what's some statement jewellery that I can wear again? So we've got a whole article on like 21 statement earrings that you'll wear again. So they're not just mm-hmm. like, you know, just bridal earrings for the day. It's, it's something that is epic, not too expensive, but, you know, that yeah. you'll definitely get some wear out of. Same with shoes. Um, you know, brides are looking for things that are, are comfortable that will get them through the night as, as opposed to those, you know, everyone was wearing those like white pito, Manolo, yeah. Blahnik, you know, I need to have really special oh. wedding shoes. That's sort of gone out yeah. the window. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's sort of gone out the window and, and people are just, people are looking at how they can um, make what's, you know, a white dress more mm-hmm. than. So whether it's shorter, whether it's, you know, an incredible headpiece, um, a tiered veil, you know, a different sort of, um, I don't know, a different, like a lot of, there's been a lot of dresses I've come through actually with really interesting backs. Mm. So either completely backless with just one band going sort of diagonally across to that cow neck, really low back, like just, it makes me want to get married again, right? Because I'm like, (laughs) like, where was all this stuff when I got married in 2018? Like, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm noticing like dried flowers um, 
and like those big you know, yeah. fans and uh, dried palms and pumpus grass and all of that's really big. Yeah. Backdrops and table decorations. Actually, yeah. one of our most um, notable vendors is the Faux Fernery. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get a lot of work uh, mm. in creating, you know, they're obviously dried flowers um, or mm. faux flowers, but they, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Right. And then there's not this whole, the flowers have to be dropped off in the morning. Um, you can have the flowers two months out, you know, Yeah. <laughs> and have that put to bed well before the wedding. Um, it's just one less thing to organize and it just means that everything's a bit more movable and mm. reusable so taking things resellable from the ceremony. Mm. yes exactly, exactly right yes um, yeah. and taking things from the ceremony to the reception is suddenly a bit simpler mm-hmm. um, so yes yeah, I know that she is yeah very busy <laughs> she gets yeah. a lot of work um, through mm. us uh, yeah check out her Instagram if you if you get a second the faux fernery her stuff's amazing yeah you yeah, like um, I remember so in um, 2019, I think it was, it was all greenery and baby's breath, like it all yeah. floral and, and decor was all just stripped back to that because like industrial and rustic venues were also very in in 2019. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kind of feel like we've kind of evolved on from that now and now we're going with that dried flower, that boho-y kind of thing totally. is, is really coming back, yeah. And the pop of colour. People mm. aren't afraid of a pop color at the moment which I like I mean a lot a lot of people are still going for the nude cake and the neutral Mm -hmm. bouquet um but there are those people who like I saw like fabulous multicolored baby's breath on a table the other week yeah like like what a what a budget-friendly way to jazz up like the tables yeah it's incredible um and yeah just those I mean I I love seeing uh, you know a colored rose um, mm. and people are really getting a bit more adventurous with that sort of thing. Um, even with their styling in general, you're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of like balloon work and, you know, amazing colors, um, amazing backdrops for photo booths. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I don't think uh, photo booths are ever going to go out of style since no, never. they were invented. Yeah. I think that's it. They're, they're here to stay because <laughs> they're, they're so much smaller. fun. <laughs> they're just getting smaller and a bit more chic and not so in your face, yeah. which I love. Um, we mm. work with independent photo booths and they do incredible work um, just like in terms of backdrops and just having that camera that's just like having a um, like a selfie light, you know, yeah. just, just not your face. Um, the old school booths that you climbed into, like yeah. they're gone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah the mirror definitely. ones are fun. Like I've seen a few mirror yeah. run, ones around. They're quite yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, it's definitely evolved. I'm glad that's evolved. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They're not going for it. No, no, they're going to be around for a while. Definitely. Oh, it's so exciting. And I guess sort of on trends, do you have any facts and figures that may be of interest to our couples? Like I was kind of thinking along the lines of average wedding costs, average number of months planning, couple priorities and areas of interest. What what have you got for us? Yeah. So, look, we've done our research and the, the average budget for a wedding is around sort of the 54 thousand mark in Australia that's Australia Um, yeah yeah in Australia yeah so I mean look and that's just the average I mean Mm -hmm. a lot a lot go under and a lot stay under um so it's just it's about I think for everyone I mean that number doesn't have to mean anything to you you Mm. need to really work out with your partner and we've got articles on this on the website um Mm. is is the the top tips for for planning your wedding budget because it's not just as simple as like 
look at how much money you've got and and, and then break know, it down. Yeah. Yeah. And bring it, it's not that simple. So we've got, you know, we've got tips and, and tricks about, you know, things that pop up, things to expect, mm. where you can mm. cut costs, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's one of the, one of the biggest stresses in regards to the wedding is that budget. So, mm. you know, you do well to sort of, to follow some of that advice. Well, the, the other thing is uh, is the planning of the wedding and how long things should take. A lot of questions I get are, I'm getting married in 2020, the end of 2022, when should I start planning? Um, and my response is always now. Yeah. If, it's, if it's front of mind, you know, you can't, you can't start too early, um, especially because a lot of, we've got to remember, a lot of 2020 weddings have been, have been pushed, right? So yeah. the amount of weddings in 2021, 22, um, are going to be elevated so mm. you've suddenly got a little bit more competition when it comes to venues and things that you may not have prepared for so i mean just even if it's just creating a pinterest board mm. um, and getting all your thoughts down in the one place uh, and then you can just send out a couple of feeler emails to people come along to the fair make yeah. notes just you know just start to um, get that vision of what you want and then mm. that makes the decision making so much easier when push comes to shove um, it's never too early to start. That's the big, that's yeah. the big thing I'll put out to, to couples is, I mean, look, a lot of dressmakers, if, if you are on the other end of the spectrum, going to have, you know, a wedding in a couple of months because you've been waiting two years already and you want to get it done. Um, a lot of, a lot of sort of dressmakers and, and bridal brands um, can do, you know, a rush order for you for a fee. Mm -hmm. um, it's just worth sort of, nothing's impossible is what I'm trying mm. to say. So just reach out to different vendors and see what they can do for you. Because, um, yeah, we've we've had a lot of both, <laughs> like yeah. really far away weddings and really weddings that are really soon around the corner. So yeah. um, vendors, are, especially the vendors we work with, are really good and personable and really good at, at making things work. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you said, it's never too early. And with resources like the One Fine Day Hub, the blog and the directory and the yeah. fairs, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all just such great places to start, whether you're getting married in three months or two years. It's just really good. Start scouring that blog, start looking through yeah. the directory, and that will help inspire that mood board and the Pinterest stuff you're searching for. So, Absolutely. yeah, I think that's really good advice. Just get started, isn't it? <laughs> Once you yeah. get started, you'll find that the ball starts rolling and the, yeah. the vision becomes clear and then it all gets a bit easier. Yeah. So that actually segues really, really nicely into my next question, which is <laughs> okay. what do you think are some of the elements and factors that can make for the best wedding for a couple? So just their best wedding. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I think for every, I mean, obviously it's always going to be personable to you personal to you uh within this but music I just think mm -hmm. finding the right music for you to set the right tone to get people up and dancing if that's what you want mm -hmm. that's a way that you can really make your best wedding is you know like music is just so specific to you as a couple and um and it may not be as relevant to you as it is to other people but there's still a brand of that sort of music or atmosphere that you want to create um, and it's I think digging into that is something that a lot of couples don't realize is really important to making the mm -hmm. day yours um, also like the food is a big thing I think um, 
you can use the food in a way to make your wedding so specific to you um, mm-hmm. and really special to you as a couple. Um, the big thing, obviously, is personalization. You can get everything personalized now, yeah. even like coffee cups with like your caricatures on them and, like, yeah. you know, like napkin, the napkins with your, you know, handwriting on them or whatever it may be. You can, um, you can definitely tap into a lot of that personalization to make your day, no matter your budget. Mm-hmm. so reflective of you as a couple um and I think that's the way a lot of people sort of um harness that yeah that's yeah. sort of how do we make it about us but without breaking the bank or without you know it's, they're trying to steer away from that cookie cutter wedding so much yeah. um there's so many there's so many ways you can do it I think personalization is huge definitely yeah. Well, look, I can speak just from my perspective, but if you can personalize a ceremony with your celebrant at no extra cost. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's true though. Like if you book supplies that you like and if you work with them and talk to them about ways that they have ideas on how they can contribute to your day being personalized and a reflection of you, like you'll probably find that any supplier would say the same thing I just said and be like, yeah, of course we can personalise the day more. Absolutely. And that's that's something that brides and grooms really have at their disposal at the moment is vendors are just working, are so willing to go that extra mile um, because mm. everybody wants to work, right? We've had a, all had a terrible year. Vendors yeah. are just so happy to, to just go that extra mile for you and to create something as they would have anyway, but something yeah. extra special. Um, and I think couples should really kind of tap into that and mm. take advantage of that not in a bad way but take advantage of that a little yeah. bit well it's more so like I, I completely agree with what you're saying and I think it kind of stems from the fact that we had a year to think about it as well yeah. like when you're yeah. not just busy doing weddings every weekend and you just have to step back and I think we all looked at our businesses and we overhauled our businesses and our branding and our back end you know all of our admin and our systems and our processes and as part of all of that, it was like, okay, how can we do weddings better in 2021? How can we do weddings different in 2021? And we all just started coming up with new ideas and starting new projects like podcasts and (laughs) yeah, to the climate, right? Like that's everyone. Brides and grooms have to adapt to what, you know, restrictions are in place and vendors have to adapt to a new way of working um, and a new way of making things better. Yeah, we all had a year to brainstorm it and think about it. So couples have come up with new ideas. Vendors have come up with new ideas. Yeah, it's all happening. (laughs) If it wasn't all so heartbreaking, it'd be quite inspiring. I know. I completely agree. That's the thing. It's come at at an awful, awful cost. But I do think there's been some really positive things that have come out of it for the wedding industry. So, it's yeah, it's just a shame it had to happen this way really, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, we should talk about the flip side of that coin as well. Do you believe that in your experience, you know, all the how immersed you are in the wedding industry with the role that you have right now and studying to be a celebrant, do you think there are particular elements or factors that can really contribute to damaging a couple's best experience, their best wedding? Yeah, I mean, we've had, I've had a couple of, and this is the this is the flip side where I guess vendors some vendors haven't recovered as well. Um, thankfully, no one that we are aligned with um, that I've that I've heard of. Um, but I have had during our Q and A some brides and grooms 
asking me about what to do when vendors just have stopped replying. So oh. it's maybe three or four times they've reached out, I guess, for updates or um, to, to go forward within the planning and people have just stopped replying. No, that doesn't and happen. That, I mean, look, it does. I've never heard of that happening, but also we've wow. never had a year that we've had before, right? So yeah. like, so um, it's, then that, I guess that's a reflection of any of those businesses that haven't quite adapted or made it through this COVID mm. period. Um, and I don't think it's a common thing, but it is happening. Um, mm. It's happening in every industry. People aren't recovering. So, um, you know, the advice I give to those couples is depending on what industry it is. I mean, I know it's a wedding industry, but depending on where it fits, um, yeah. level, level up. If you have to go to, you know, to fair trading or if you have to, you know, threaten to go to fair trading or, um, you know, or just do a bit of super sleuth work to get in touch. It's, I mean, look, most of the time people are signing contracts so it's okay but mm. it's it just it's reflective of that whole of this time that we're in and some people aren't just making it so I, my advice is to always sign a contract um mm. when you're working with a vendor um, or an agreement if it's not a contract um but just to you know everyone has to cover themselves it's an it's an uncertain time um and i think on the flip side of that is showing support to smaller Mm -hmm. vendors is also really important to sort of you know as we are with places that we're getting takeaway from and just mm. supporting small business um is huge and then you know not as many are gonna suffer yeah no you're right mm. like having a concrete agreement you know having something in writing um I mean it's good practice for the vendor to have that anyway and yeah it's definitely good advice to say to the couples review those terms and conditions and, and know what the boundaries are in working with each of your suppliers and your vendors because of these uncertain times. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's definitely good advice. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, one, like, no one sets out to do the wrong thing. Um, no. It's, you know, it's these times and it's just having, you're so right, having things in writing um, and setting out the boundaries, reading the terms and conditions, all invaluable. Just You just got to cover yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And if the worst does happen, you just need to know what that means for you, what the consequences yeah. might be. So you can be prepared for that. Like if you do plan a $50,000 wedding among with the average cost of weddings in Australia, you need to know yeah. what may happen to that $50,000 if something like COVID comes along and, and your wedding can't happen on that day. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Such good advice. Oh, well, we'll try and pick it back up again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's pretty much it for all of my main sort of topic, talking topics that I wanted to cover with you, Olivia. So I'm more than happy to hand the, the floor to you again, if there's anything in particular you wanted to discuss or finish on, or just any last little nuggets of advice or wisdom you may have. Yeah. I mean, look, your questions have been good. I feel like I've, oh, thank I've you. sort of <laughs> really good. Yeah. Um, I've given you most of, of what I've yes. got. Um, I think, you know, for me, the only other, the only other, I think, trend or um, really interesting uh, thing that I've seen happening is such an emphasis on um, the bridal parties in, in, in many ways. So the mm -hmm. first being a lot of people are opting just not to have one, which mm. I think is really interesting. It's like such a, I don't know, against the grain trend that I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's definitely becoming more are, common. I'm seeing more of it. Yeah, where mm. and I, I saw this really cute thing the other day where um, 
they did like a bridesmaid proposal, like a will you be my bridesmaid, but the opposite. Will yeah. you please not be my bridesmaid? Oh. It's, letting them, it's letting them know that if they were having a bridal party, they'd be in it. But they would have not. been, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so I think that's so cute. And they were look, they were equally as chuffed to just know that they were, you know, considered yeah. if, it, if there was to be one. Um but there's so many cool, um, so many cool brands that that do, you know, like the matching scrunchies for the night before mm. and you know, like the robes are sort of done, but just so many um cute ideas for like, you know, your girls to get together the night before and the morning of. Yeah. Um cute pajama sets and things like that that's like a trend that we are seeing so much of um that's cool. and same with the boys yeah it's just it's cool to have that sort of togetherness before you go off and marry the one yeah I love it how exciting know, oh, look that. Olivia yeah um <laughs> I really appreciate your time on the podcast tonight you have given me so much good stuff. I mean, you've given our listening couples so much good stuff, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously the huge takeaway is get over to the website and read all the stuff that Olivia has worked really, really hard to write and get on the Instagram on Mondays, which I have noticed, by the way, I do follow along most Monday nights. I'm like, what are people asking? What's happening? So get onto that. That's a really good resource too. Um, And yeah, just get get along to the fair. We're so excited to see you. More so than ever, right after you, we've had been so excited to see you, not just yep. talk, to see you. So, um, yep. yeah, definitely get out, grab a glass of champagne or join me on the Q&A because I guarantee I'll be answering your question. I work late into the night if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's getting um, pretty late tonight, so I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. But never stop, never turn off. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so much fun. We just love it. It's not work really, is it? I mean, it's hardly fair. It's not work. Yeah, exactly. Not what it is exactly. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Olivia. I do, once again, really appreciate your time tonight. So, um, yeah, can't wait to, to be at the fair. And, yeah, thank yeah. you again. Oh, you're so welcome. My pleasure. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, Hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.